Hello everyone, it's May 2nd, 2008, and you're listening to a one-time only version of the Relevant Podcast. We hope. Yes, we do. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang, and with me is Adam Smith. Hello. Hello. Greetings. The reason why you didn't hear Stevie K, the reason why you didn't hear our normal introduction jingle, what is that, a theme? Our theme song. Is that our... We're trying to freak you out. Our studio died today. Yeah. Caught on fire. Well... That's maybe a bit dramatic. In our hearts. Yeah, that's... I'm playing it up a bit. Uh, What happened, literally, is the studio computer uh, has a big... Well, it just... How about this? It died. So all of our normal Pro Tools bells and whistles are gone um, until... Uh, things can be resurrected. Yeah, and the horrible thing is when it went down, it took Lloyd and Maya with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess I should explain. So in instead of taking the easy way out, which was our first inclination, and just not doing a podcast... Which we could have done. I mean, we could have just gone back, sat at our desks, gotten some work done, and called it a day. Yeah, and you know, honestly, we probably should have. Yeah, but that would have been wise. Instead of doing that... Because of well, number one, we missed two weeks while I was in Africa, and we've only been back for two weeks. And I didn't. I thought it was too soon for a break. Yeah, Th- that combined with fear of your angry emails, Adam and I scrounged up a little two-track recorder and said, "Well, at least there's two tracks, and we could." And, and he and I could sit down and do you guys a podcast. Yeah, basically, if you remember the uh, the little uh, talk man he had in uh, Home Alone two, <laughs> that's what we're using right now. So, you know, at any moment you might hear, hi, kids, we're home early. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we've been reduced to. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to mix it on a Commodore 64. (laughs) I don't even know why. He's actually going to have to cut and tape (laughs) actual, like actual audio tape. (laughs) So somehow we were able to digitize a cassette recording. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's a very complex process. And we're on an old reel-to-reel here. So it's going to be a short podcast. We had a couple of exciting things lined up. Um, a Dismas performance, live performance. We have several interviews in the can. We have a bunch of stuff we were going to do for you, and we can't do any of it. It's out there somewhere lost in the ether. We hope, I mean hope, that we'll be able to resurrect the Pro Tools studio next week and that the files will be unaltered. But Yeah, if not, knows? then... Uh, well, I was thinking we could just recreate the Dismas performance. Oh, we could do that. It, we would basically have to get a hold of some of their lyrics, and I don't know how the songs go, so we could just like kind of make we up. We could assume. Yeah, we'd just make up how they go. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're going to try and you know keep it somewhat normal. We're still going to do entertainment releases. We're still going to do slices. We're still going to do your feedback. But since it's just the two of us, I think we'll be in and out in about 15 minutes. So Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but again, you get what you pay for. Uh, always we, or I'm sorry, since in the three years since we've been doing this, uh, we've always done entertainment releases of what's coming out that Friday. Yeah. The, Uh, the evening that the podcast goes up. Well, 
Asterisk. Yeah, in theory. Yes. Uh, it goes up as in quotes for me. It's right. an asterisk for you. Right. Um, you know, typically it'll come out on a Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday night. We found that a few diehards, some diehards, listen to it on the weekend, like in their on the message board saying, why isn't it up yet? Most people listen to it on Monday. So we thought 90% of the time, the moment you hear the brand new podcast, it's dated because yeah, we're talking about... You've probably already seen those movies, culturally savvy people that you are. Yeah. And, and here we are um, pontificating about them. Yeah, about yesterday's news. Right. So what we thought we would do is bump it up a week. Yeah. That we would, on Friday, look ahead to next week's movies. So basically, the May 2nd movies, are it's just like they never existed. Yeah, we need to get with the now, Daddy-O. We're looking at the future. We're not looking back anymore. But now, no matter when you listen to it during the week, it's current. It's current, yeah. yeah. We're, I mean, we are looking ahead. We're cutting edge. We're eating dipping Dots in here. Like, we're just... We're focused on what's ahead now. We're not looking behind us anymore. Dippin' Dots being the ice cream of the future. We, I mean, that's what they say. Anyway. Asterisk. Asterisk. Some conditions may apply. All right. Coming out on next Friday. <laughs> what is that? May 9th? May 9th. All right. We've got, we've got a couple of movies here. We've got Speed Racer, which is a fun family flick, apparently. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's the Wachowski brothers, you know, of the Matrix fame. I know, but I was watching uh, the twenty while I was sitting in the theater waiting for a movie to start, and they—it's the Wachowski brothers uh, doing a fun family flick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's PG, I believe, but it's intended for like eight to eleven-year-olds. But it looks very shiny and cool. And if uh, you're it, eight to eleven, well, yeah, I, I like a lot of bright colors that flash in different sequences, and so I'll probably go see it. Right. You know. Also coming out, what happens in Vegas, starring Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher, and I'm yeah. glad this is coming out because that means the commercials will stop. Yeah, you know what I wish had stayed in Vegas? That movie. Albums coming out now. What, these albums coming out are they are they Tuesday or are they a week they're, from Tuesday? They're Tuesday. This they're coming Tuesday. Tuesday still. Yeah, so this is going to be a little confusing. The albums are going to be. No, it's not like, confusing. It's going to be regular. The albums. Yeah. It's all going to be in the same week. In now. the same before week it was we in two separate weeks. Right. Yeah, so now we've got the the albums on Tuesday, the movies on Friday. Yeah, and it's a bit of an abyss as far as albums go. I mean, the three that are coming out, I think we can all agree, are pretty phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Tim Fights coming out with Fair Ain't Fair. Tokyo Hotel is coming out with Scream. And last but certainly not least, I, I mean, it's one of those save the best for last yeah. situations. Neil Diamond is coming out with Home Before Dark. Yeah, so prepare to uh, have your face melted off with Americana. Um, Adam and I are very excited because we just got pre-sale opportunity to buy tickets to the Neil Diamond concert when he comes in town in October. Coming to yeah-haw! Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. It's going to be a hot October night is what it's going to be. Um, yeah, I'm actually really excited about this. You know what the uh, promo code for the pre-sale... To, to purchase it, that ticket message. It was hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Hello. And so, of course, after just reading that promo code, that song was stuck in my head the rest of yeah, the day. Yeah, Cameron just walked by my desk, and he's like, hello, my friend, hello. And I just, like, write back, like, it's good to need you so <laughs> And I don't think that there was a bit of irony in either of us when no. we were doing this. Like, it's a great song. We weren't trying to be funny. 
Now, if you remember back or have listened back uh, to old podcasts, there, I think in some point in 2007, maybe late 2006, um, we we had all Neil Diamond episodes of the podcast. Yeah, I remember. And we stumbled upon several songs that were quite disturbing. Disturbing in nature. Yeah, like Shiloh was very disturbing. Is that the one where Shiloh he says, when I was one young. day you'll be a woman soon? Oh, that's girl... Yeah. You'll be a woman soon. So I want to know why he's singing to a girl who's not yet a woman. Yeah. First it's, of all. It's terrifying. And then turn on your heart light. Turn on like your heart light. Right across the moon. Yeah. With me. A young boy's dream. Exactly. It's every young boy's dream to have uh, a hairy guitar wielding guy just standing in his corner crooning ballads at him. Uh, actually, that, that was about E.T. The song's from E.T. I don't but still, It's still terrifying. I, I liked. Uh, I hated the movie Saving Silverman, but what I, oh, I loved it. when I knew you did when when you know Diamond is a very major plot point, and uh, I read later that he was very hesitant to be part of the film because he wasn't sure if they were making fun of him or not. Here's the thing: <laughs> I I don't think a lot of moviegoers were sure if they were making fun of him or not. I don't know if I think they actors... feel about him the way you and I do. Exactly. Like yeah. I don't know if the actors in the movie even knew whether or not they're making fun of him. But it's like I think that the intent was: look, yes, this guy is hilarious, but he's also awesome. Yeah. And I don't know anybody else who straddles the line as perfectly as he does. I mean, seriously, where you're like, you know what? That actually is great, and you are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the way. Like, okay, I love Ario Speedwagon. Uh, they're ridiculous, but legitimately great. Same thing with Boston. Same thing with Journey. You know, oh, see, Foreigner. I think, I think Diamond is so much... I think he's on such... I, I think those bands have legitimate fans that have no idea that he's ironic or that they're ironic in any way. Mm. I don't think even the diehard Diamond fans don't smile. Yeah, you know? a little bit. Like, yeah, Boston, see, because they don't it, smile. Because there's such bombast behind... Right. Neil Diamond. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. He's just got so much unwarranted swagger about him. <laughs> you know? Um, do you remember? I, I loved Will Ferrell's characterization oh. of Neil Diamond as basically a, like a drug-addled, debauched uh, alcoholic. I've never uh, seen anybody do a an impression of somebody that is more like him and and not at all like exactly. him. Exactly. That was Will Ferrell's He captures genius. his essence. Yeah. That was Will Ferrell's genius in impersonating people. Whereas like Daryl Hammond but, captures their mannerisms and exactly. tone and look. Will Ferrell got to the, the heart of who they were. Yeah. Um, and my favorite all time is Neil Diamond and Bigfoot sing the hits with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> as Bigfoot. And Neil Diamond was just singing ridiculous lyrics, you know, like... Uh, um, yeah, they're singing uh, I've Seen Fire and I've Seen Rain by James Taylor. And at one point, Neil Diamond's like, I sold a human foot to a Chinese dude in a van. <laughs> oh, I got to love Neil Diamond. Mm-hmm. I Good seriously, I, I, sent, I forwarded the pre-sale email that I got to the staff going, hey, everybody wants tickets, like as a joke. And then I realized as I was sending it, I actually really want to go. Yeah, I do too. There's no reason why, or I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing that night. Honestly, no matter what's going on. That's something I'll remember for the rest of my life. Absolutely. That's one of those concerts you look back, you tell your grandkids, I saw Neil Diamond in concert, and they immediately scoff at you. (laughs) They they scoff at you, and they give you some kind of sedative to help you sleep. That is true. Speaking of sedatives, 
Uh, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. And up next is Slices. What I gotta do, just gotta show you that I'm the one. I have no idea what you're listening to right now because I'm adding the music in post production and recording it before we've selected the songs. Yeah, we're pretty much running around like the proverbial chicken with its head cut off if, today. If that chicken then went into post production and added music and, to a podcast. Right, or sewed its head back on, you know, and was suddenly. And had headphones on it. Yeah, listening to music. Listening to music and deciding which would go best with the incident earlier when it was running around with its head cut off. <laughs> right. That's right. In some circles, that's known as stretching the chicken metaphor, but I think we can get away with it. I, I agree. I think it's dead on. Cut us some slack. Um, so, anyway, enjoy the music. Uh, it'll probably be stuff that, you know, kind of released last week new music, wide variety of things. If you're cur- curious what it is, Probably the relevant magazine message boards, the podcast fodder thread. Uh, there's probably somebody in there who is in there identifying the songs. They tend to do that if I overlook one or like someone it, only. You know, like I ended the podcast with the song and didn't acknowledge it. Somebody in, invariably will ask what it was, and somebody will answer it. So check out the message boards for all that info. Okay, so now it's time for uh, half of slices. All right. Um, so this is one-on-one it is it's uh it's intimate is what it is i'm scared yeah we've got some candles lit um <laughs> there's some scented oils we're playing neil diamond <laughs> hello again hello just called to say hello Wow. Uh, I'd appreciate if you put your shirt back on. <laughs> I've come too far. I'm sorry. It's uh, This is going to be a special shirtless slice. So, uh, you know, it's becoming more and more common that restaurants are posting their nutritional information up near the door. You know, so like you Uno's know, does that. Yeah, so you know what you're in for. Uh, cities now, several cities are actually requiring restaurants to do this. And it's actually turning out to be... Uh, kind of a, a pressure on small businesses because, you know, a lot of these uh, small businesses, it costs a lot of money to get a nutritional analysis of oh, yeah. food. Uh, for instance, in this uh, story on CNN Money, uh, the CEO of a very small restaurant chain uh, cost him like $2,500 to uh, learn the nutritional information for each dish. And uh, that's a lot of money for a small business owner. So it's kind of... But, uh, but for people like us, I mean, that... Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean... I spend that on a lunch. Yeah. I've I've oftentimes uh, spent that for food to throw at poor people. <laughs> um, Hungry poor people. Yeah, just to throw it at them. But I render it inedible first. 
Um, like I'll, or you get something with a lot of sauce, so it splatters, and it's then on the. Yeah. It, it, however, I go about it. Sure. Uh, it might be packed. It might be before the throw. Right. Sometimes, if I have something that could be gathered up to be eaten, right, I'll crush up a light bulb in a paper sack and just pour the shards in there, <laughs> and it's like you're not going to eat that. Um, well, we are the worst kind of people. Uh, so anyway. The uh, the story though it goes on to talk about some of the uh, the high calorie menu items that you uh, we've only found out about because of cities requiring this. For instance, uh, anyone if anyone is heading out tonight to uh, you know they're just having the feeling that they want to go somewhere without a lot of rigid restrictions, like a like a Neil Diamond concert. Exactly. Only on the restaurant side. Oh, you know, like I want to go somewhere that you could say there aren't a lot of say restrictions or guidelines to this place and it is like shirts optional type place right it's pretty much perfect okay. for what i'm like looking a hot for dog stand. well specifically a place that has no rules but is indeed just right hooters like well what the, what i'm circling around here i'm i'm in a outback. holding pattern over outback oh, right okay. now All you right. just brought, brought the plane in and landed it thank you uh so if you're going there tonight which I prefer to have a much more structured dining experience. I, I'm kind of You need terri- some rules. Yeah, I'm terrified of the idea of going somewhere with no rules. rules. Yeah. Like, how do I know what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, I go into an outback, no rules. Like, I mean, a knife fight could break out. Yeah. Like, someone could come by and just take my food from me. I don't know. The cook could have washed his hands with your chicken. Yeah, I would prefer to have some kind of guidelines. But... If you like to live on the edge like that, if you like to throw caution to the wind, if you're a scofflaw, um, and you're heading to Outback tonight, the cheese fries, a very popular appetizer there, 2,900 calories. 2,900. So that's, uh, that's basically more than you should take in a day. Um, it's like almost a 33% more. Uh, than your, your the caloric intake you should have. Uh, the the headline of the story is: Would you eat twenty nine hundred calorie cheese fries? My answer to that is only if you cover them in gravy as well. Um, the the worst entree item at any um, restaurant in America is at Uno's. It's the it's the um, Uno's Chicago style, the Chicago style the, the, deep the, dish, the special, the, yeah, the normal one, yeah. you know, with the sausage on it. Stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have the info in front of me. I've read it a number of times. It's something like four or 6,000 calories. It's something like days worth of, and it's like, you know, 90 some odd grams of fat. It's basically a heart attack waiting to happen. Well, I, I hear at KFC now, they have a dish where basically they just hook you up to an intravenous, uh, like bag of bacon grease and just feed it directly into your, into your arteries. Well, I, I thought it was, I, you know, I'd read about this, this pizza, you know, a couple of years ago and thought, my goodness, you know, they, that's something they don't tell you when you're there, you know? Right. And then I walk into an Uno's and there's this like ATM machine right by the front door and it's their entire digital menu with all the nutritional so information. they do tell you. Well, now they do. And I thought of all the restaurants, this is before, you know, like you're talking about, it's maybe going to have to be rolled out to everybody. But I thought of all the restaurants to by choice do that and put it right up front before you've been seated. This would be the last yeah. one because they are no, they literally have the worst of national chains, the worst health entree item 
in America. Yeah, and it's their main entree item. Yeah. It's a, they're like flagship item. So, you know, why would they, of all places, like voluntarily yeah, do that? Put, put the nutritional thing up there? Um, Crazy. But the thing is, it's like, is it really that huge a surprise that these things are that bad for you? It's like, you know... Like cheese fries, you're not on exactly. Yet. It's like, oh, wait a second, you're telling me that those fries covered in bacon bits, sour cream, and a stick of butter are bad for me? All these years, I thought it was enhancing my health. Someone bring me another blubber sandwich. Okay, so basically, I have a I have a slice here. I rarely contribute, but since there's only two of us, I thought it'd be weird if you're the only one reading. It would be a little odd. It'd just be like you know. It'd be like I wanted to read you a story or something. <laughs> I just curled up in your lap. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so I'm out of practice here, so bear with me. But basically, the Guardian.co.uk. That that I believe that means it's it's from the United Kingdom. It is. Or the I, University I can of Floyd. Kentucky. Basically, they ran a story talking about um, – Computer keyboards. And a scientific study was done that showed that uh, scientific meaning there are a lot of samples. This is, you know, a controlled, controlled situation. Right. It's not something like someone saying, hey, I figured out what Neanderthal sounded like, by the way. This is scientific. <laughs> Absolutely. So they harbor more filth than the average toilet seat. They house millions of bacteria which cause diarrhea and vomiting. They um, they found a variety of bugs, including E. coli and S. aureus, which can cause skin infections and make people ill. Uh, it was five times dirtier than the lavatory seat and home to 150 times the acceptable limit of bacteria. This isn't one gross person's keyboard. Oh, this was okay. the average okay, that they found see, on all of them. I was thinking that it was like, you know, like, okay, I can see how it's that dirty, well, that but, it, but it belonged to Tommy Lee. Yeah, sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. It actually had STDs on the keys. Ugh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, the survey it found uh, – then there was a survey uh, that kind of went along with it, and 4,000 people were questioned. found that 22% cleaned their keyboard and 27% their monitor on a monthly basis. Just over 1 in 10 said they never cleaned their keyboard, while 20% said they never cleaned their mouse. Um, basically the point is people clean up after, I mean, wipe this thing down. That is disgusting. Yeah, that is pretty disgusting. That explains why I'm constantly sitting at my desk typing and vomiting. I mean, you've seen it. It's an everyday thing, you know? It really is. Uh, the old vomiting typist, they call me. So you would be better off moving your chair into the bathroom and just rubbing your hands all over the bathroom toilet all day, every day. Yeah, well... Only stopping when people need to use it. Right. It's one of those things that you don't want to do, like, both, you know? No, it's I one mean, or the choose other. choose one or the other. Right, yeah. So we, Whichever you go with, I'm not going to judge you, but, right. you know, just don't do both. That right. would be that'd be unwise. Absolutely. All right, well, I guess on that... A wonderful note. See, there's two words to the wise today. This was a public service announcement kind of thing. Watch what you eat and watch where you put your hands. Yeah. And right before you eat, make sure you've washed your filthy, filthy hands. And uh, Yeah, but if, especially if you have an office job. Yeah. And uh, when while you're eating your, you know, 50,000 calorie, you know, Cheese fries. deep fried butter, um, at least make sure you washed your hands because... The, the one thing that EMTs hate when they're shocking you with those electro paddles is to think about how dirty your hands are. Yeah, that's why I hear anyway from my EMT friends. All right, that'll do it for Slices. Up next, skipping what would have been a performance by Dizma, 
your feedback. It feels like summer. I can hear the music play. I hear the drummer. I can hear the children say the snow will fall. Oh, the snow. You're listening to a good, good song. <laughs> that certainly was a good one. That takes me back to that uh, the time I spent doing that one activity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I did that too. Yeah, I will never forget that. It's hilarious. It was on that day that it had weather. All right, so last week we asked you for advice on ways that we can relax. It is currently the middle of the NBA playoffs. The Orlando Magic uh, moved on to the second round. They are now playing the Detroit Pistons, which is going to stress me out even more. So, you know, I, you know, I and others around here need relaxation tips, and so we asked you for them. Here's here's a few of your emails that you sent in. All right, um, Kayla Weeks says that uh, she says I've discovered the best way to relieve stress without spending money or taking too much time out of my day. Which, first of all. Let me just stop and say neither of those were conditions, okay? Uh, Cameron is perfectly willing willing to invest tons of both into this. Um, At any rate, though, she says uh, the perfect way is to stretch out all of my major muscles from time to time. Hmm. I've been doing this for years, and it helps me to feel more relaxed and calm. So then she goes about how to do this. When you're feeling tense or fidgety, go somewhere quiet and do a full-body stretch, as if you're about to exercise or go for a run. Usually start by sitting on the floor and reaching for my toes to stretch out my hamstrings. Then I work my way through each major muscle group, like the inner thighs, upper thighs, calf muscles, front and side abdominal muscles, pectorals, and so on. I was actually told by a massage therapist that people who work at desks and computers all day build up a lot of tension in the muscles behind and around their shoulder blades. Interesting. Um, as, as do people who... Uh, who carry rickshaws, like mm. rickshaw people. Mm. Uh, she showed me how to relieve this tension by stretching the pectoral muscles. You can do this by locking your fingers together behind your head and arching your back. And you can talk, or you can talk someone into helping you, uh, leading to a potentially hazardous uh, HR situation. Yeah, as I say, a lawsuit. Yeah, and have them pull your arms straight behind you so that it stretches your pectoral muscles. Uh it's a little tough to describe all the right stretches to do, but I'm sure you get the general idea. Uh, she's even used it to get to sleep at night. Uh, and, Cameron, I, I hope that you'll consider doing this, possibly in a very public place in the office, possibly while wearing a half shirt and cut-off jorts. I'm not Canadian. Um, <laughs> uh, on the other end of the spectrum, I got an email here from uh, Nate Arsenault. Uh, he actually says, just do some, do some drugs. I have a great selection and mad discounts, so I'll be waiting with some stuff outside your office after the podcast this week. All right. Well, uh, that's actually helpful. You know, it's like, you know, some people offer problems. He's offering a solution. That guy's action oriented. I like him. Do you think that he's like a, uh, a cheap Canadian pharmacy? Like, is he. Uh, no, because another part of his is email. Is he offering illicit drugs? 
Well, another part of his email, he he mocks Canadians. So I'm thinking he's not a Canadian pharmacy. Okay, because I didn't know if he was one of those uh, those pharmacies that replaces the eyes in every medicine with a one, you know, right? Uh, or you know the A's with an at sign. That could be a supplier. Like, this guy's just you know distributing. Sure. So well, uh, well, that's great then. You know, I mean, I guess uh, what's his name again? Uh, Nate. Arsenault. Nate. I guess we'll see you after the podcast. Uh, James Murray wrote in and said, uh, he's from Des Moines, Iowa. He says, uh, take a relaxing bath in whale shark tears. <laughs> there, there really is nothing more satisfying than seeing a whale shark weep. Well, true, but if they live in water, well, that's why you... you have to haul them up on land to collect their tears. <laughs> you know, you get them up there and you just whack them with a tennis racket a little bit. They'll start crying. Uh, especially when you tell them that they'll never see their aquatic home again. Uh, and it's a bluff. Of course it's a bluff. We're not monsters. You're going to roll them back into the sea, but you can collect those sweet, wonderful, therapeutic whale shark tears first. It's like bathing in tea tree oil. Mm. It's like a special spa treatment. It really is. It's like a, it's like having a mud wrap. Okay, this one isn't really on the subject of uh, you learning to relax, mm. so... Um, then I have no interest. Okay. No, go ahead. For anyone who might, though. Yeah. Uh, Jen Rose says, uh, she says, hey, podcast crew, today a mustacheless friend of mine informed me that it's Mustache May. Well, yeah. Of course. Of course it's Mustache May. And for this month, gentlemen everywhere will grow mustaches and celebrate the glory of the stash. Yeah. I mean, of course. Uh, I couldn't help but think, even though we haven't heard much about it lately, could the gentleman's society be at least somewhat responsible for this phenomenon? Uh, completely responsible. That's except uh, for the fact that mustache may predated us. We are retroactively years. responsible for it. Uh, she kind says, like the chicken with the head cut off. Yeah, kind of like and our podcast music. Yeah, it's uh, exactly. It's all a kind of a retroactive thing. Uh, she says, of course, I asked my friend if he was going to grow one. And he said no because society generally considers a guy with a mustache creepy. See, this guy lives for others and not himself, exactly. and I have no respect for him. Yeah. So, Jen's friend, if you're listening, man up, dude. Man up. You. All it takes is confidence. I'm telling you, I've, on several occasions now, rocked the mustache for extended periods of time, and I've got nothing but crazy compliments, and it's all about confidence. Well, compliments from crazy homeless people. you got to clarify. Well, yeah, but they're compliments nonetheless. It's certainly made me feel good about myself. This guy is living... Because he's doing what society says he should do. You know, the thing is, is if society told you to jump off a bridge, would you? Yeah. Think about it. Think about that. It's, that's food for thought. Did uh, did John Oates uh, follow society's uh, laws when when society told him that he could never play awesome guitar on the song Man Eater? No, he didn't. And he did it while he was rocking an awesome mustache. Right. Uh, I don't know about you, but anytime I see John Oates, I am transfixed. Just utterly transfixed. See, now he, I would say, Hollow Notes would be in closer to the diamond dynamic than like Boston. Oh, no. I just actually like Hollow Notes. Right. And I legitimately like Neil Diamond. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any irony in my liking Hollow Notes, though. I mean, just John Hall. Wow. You know, I, I saw Oates in the mall once. You told me, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it in uh, Nashville? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, mm-hmm. yeah. It was the same mall experience where I saw Toby Mac, John Tesh, and Oates. Wow. You see, here's the thing with... Uh, with uh, Wait, you saw Hall? 
Or you saw oats? I saw oats. Hmm. Uh, no, see, I'm thinking of John Oates. I've been saying Hall, but I meant Oates. I meant John Oates. I saw Oates. So you saw Oates in all his mustachioed glory. We saw Oates. Uh, the order was I walked in and saw John Tesh. And the man is nine foot three. There was a light shining on him and wind right. blowing his He's hair. like a burnished bronze, right? He was surrounded by four or five hangers on, and they came up to his armpits. Did he appear to be floating on a cloud, like just a couple inches above the the ground? Well, if a normal man had been as tall as him, that man would have been floating. But because John is just that statuesque, he's he has he com, he has that commanding presence. But his feet are actually on the ground. Really, he's yeah. like one of the titans of old, of yore, if you will. He could have been in three hundred. He would have yeah. fit. Totally would have fit. Okay, so I saw Tesh. About 30 minutes later, got snubbed by Toby Mac. And then, to cap it, on the escalator, Oates was going down the other John way. John Oates. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm just assuming you were immediately, like, struck speechless because of just his was, raw animal magnetism with that like muscle. It's on the road to Taurus. Or Yeah, yeah, just blinded. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I guess that'll do it for your feedback. So we need this week's editorial question of the week, but I don't have a jingle. So, again, because our, our studio computer is held hostage. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to do it. Okay. So for this, what I'm going to have to ask everyone to do is use your imagination and pretend that you hear the normal jingle right now. All right. There we go. Boo. Hey, uh, I mean, I'm... I'm booing you like a Canadian. Look, like I could, I could spoon feed these people or it's, you know, teach a man to fish. That's what I'm all about. Well, you didn't ask them to do it themselves. You said I asked them to imagine. Imagine it, but if you were teaching them the fish, then you would have taught them how to do their own I'm, jingle. I'm teaching them how to use their imaginations. <laughs> okay. Uh, take a look, kids. It's in a book. All right. Okay. You can go anywhere. A lot of uh, colleges semesters wrapped up this last week. Now, of course, I'm now officially ten years removed from college. Mm. Amazing. Um, so you know, but uh, but. We're very aware because we have many college age staffers that semesters are up, yeah. and so now people are graduating. People are graduating you know. and going on internships and trips around the world and doing crazy things. Working at Starbucks, yeah, there's, or or out back where there's no rules. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a decent work environment because it's fairly lenient, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, and we were, it, it got us thinking, it got us thinking about, you know, those epic summers that you'll never forget sort of thing. Yeah. Like when you got your first real six string, you bought it the five and dime, you know, that kind of summer. The summer of 69. Yeah. That's the one I remember. The, uh, so, you know, cause everybody's got plans. Everybody says, oh man, this summer's gonna be the best ever. Right. What we want to know is the summer that was the best ever, that epic thing that happened yeah. that you'll never forget. The one thing. Yeah. Not we wanna, just... We want to know what that yeah, is. Yeah. Not just I went to Mount Rushmore, you know, but I had a fight with a rival spy on the top of Mount Rushmore <laughs> and it ended with him hanging onto Washington's nose. And I tried to help him, but his own greed and hubris ended up destroying him because as he dropped the briefcase full of gold bullion, he reached for it and fell to his death. Like that's the kind of story we want to hear. I want so we want to know your most epic summer story ever, uh, because you know maybe it'll inspire those listening who haven't had an epic summer story yet to make their own. Go out and seek it. Yeah. Did you have one? Did you have like an epic summer experience at one point? 
My life is epic. Yeah, it's true. It's hard to like define it's hard to top Tuesday. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to just narrow it down to summer. But I do remember that the same summer as the six string. I I remember that you know standing on uh, her mama's porch. She told me it would last forever. Um, so you know that was kind of epic. And you know I remember me and some guys from school. We had a band and we tried real hard. You see what I'm doing with this. All right, kids. Oh, well, uh, who wants pizza? So uh, write in to editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com with your most epic summer ever. You know, back in Philly, uh, it's out in the park, the place called The Plateau is where everybody go. Mm. Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise, honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes. Yeah, so I... I uh, it's summertime. It's right? a story you've told many times. Yeah, that was one of the best songs ever for yeah. the summer. You know what? That's going to be the retroactive theme of music for this for this podcast. Is Summer, summertime, summertime music. Summertime music. So now that you've gotten to the end of this podcast, it's kind of like memento. You know, <laughs> you just came to the point that we realized everything that happened before. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so every song you've heard thus far has led to the realization we're actually having right now at this moment. The, the, the music is all going to be summer related. You you are in a unique position in that you have more information as, than the narrator of the story. So that's crazy. All right, so I guess that'll do it for this week's um, weird edition of the podcast. Pray for us that our podcast studio comes back to life next week, just like the resurrection. And that we find Lloyd and Maya. (laughs) When those files disappeared, so did they. We can hear like these dim voices that seem to be coming from the walls. Right. I think they may be in like the forbidden zone or something. So, All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Adam Smith. Hopefully we'll all see you next week. Don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past Adjust the face and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's summertime Bring me another blubber sandwich.